The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Brutal Nation. I am your sexy host, Scott Alexander. I'm wearing nipple tassels today and my thong because I feel sexy. Right across from me is the one, the only, <laughs> Laura hi. Jameson. Say hi, Laura. Hi. I was trying to come up with something more creative, but then my brain actually physically fucking stopped. I know how that is. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking, I'm retarded. That's just all there is to it. That's right, man. My brain's leaking. Anyway, give us what you got about this Clara, Clara Schwartz. Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Clara Schwartz, the phase goth. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> because she... She thinks there's two kind. There's a lifestyle goth, <laughs> like us. Okay. And then there's the I'm just going through a phase goth. It's hey. not really goth. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. It was funny because Don was like, "I can't. I I'm gonna give this one to you because I just I don't really feel like I could like you could call her out on that." <laughs> like, you're a fake Garth uh, Goth Clara. Yeah. Plus your last name is Schwartz. Schwartz. What Jewish person do you know <laughs> with the name of Schwartz that does the Goth thing? Honey, <laughs> honey, you need to go to Temple. Meet a yeah. nice Jewish boy who wears his yarmulke. Now get out of here, you little scamp. Oh, so, little background here. Clara Schwartz was born in 1981 to Robert Schwartz and his wife, who trying to find a name for has been impossible, so we don't know what her mother's name was. We're going to call her Schwartz Schwartz. <laughs> Mama Cla- Schwartz. Yeah. Clara had two older siblings, Catherine Michelle and Jesse. Robert, was a, her father, was a renowned scientist in the field of biometrics and DNA research. In 1992, he became one of the founding members of the Virginia Biotech Association. In 1997, Clara's mother died of cancer, Um, and after the loss of her mother, Clara became distant and withdrawn, which seems pretty normal. Um, But then then she developed an obsession with vampires, assassins, and magic. Yeah, what's wrong with that, man? Well, it says, nothing wrong with that (laughs) until you can't separate fantasy from reality and start impeding upon other people's lives. Because I like vampire magic. The witchcraft. I love all that. Yeah. I gotta find some. Just keep talking. (laughs) Obviously. All indication. (laughs) Yours, however. No. Oh. Keep going. All indication is Clara is what is referred to as. It was funny because she made the distinction a phase goth versus a lifestyle goth. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Uh, she referred to herself as the Princess of Chaos and identified herself as a chaos magician. Number one. Okay, let me just address that. I am the Princess of Chaos. Yeah, this bitch yeah. here doesn't even know what she's talking about. Clara, 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 shut up, you fucking whore, because <laughs> I'm the princess. The princess. Of all chaos. Fucking face goth. Jesus Christ. Some people. A little uh, H.P. Lovecraft, Nietzsche, and uh, William S. Burroughs thrown in together. 
The core premise of her beliefs was nothing is true and everything is permitted. She's picking out the bits and pieces which fit the narrative she wants and dismissing the parts which are contrary. Uh, this goth 20-year-old sophomore studied... Like, anyone can see my air quotations, but my tone of voice implies that. <laughs> studied computer science at James Madison University. Clara and Robert had a troubled relationship. Robert did not approve of her clothing choices, her interests, or her friends. Allegedly, this disapproval evolved into hitting and pulling her hair. Both her sister and brother protest the claims of abuse, though, and from what even I was looking at, I, I couldn't find anything where he was actually abusing her, so I don't I can't say for sure, but I don't believe there was abuse happening. I don't think there was. I think this was full of shit. Yeah. Uh, her uncle, Christopher Schwartz, says Clara had a hyperthyroid condition that caused her to be confused and paranoid. Um, untreated, a hyperthyroid condition can present symptoms similar to paranoid schizophrenia, including cognitive dysfunction, uh, affective disorders, and psychosis. But with proper treatment, these symptoms usually dissipate. If this was untreated, it may explain her belief that her father was also poisoning her food and any potential mood swings she was having. Um, eventually, her anger at her father turned into hate. Was Clara also resentful of her mother's death and lashed out as an angsty teen who suffered trauma is prone to doing? Probably. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um, among the friends Robert disapproved of were 19-year-old Catherine Ingalls, whom she met during her senior year of high school, Catherine's boyfriend, 21-year-old Michael Fole, and 18-year-old Kyle Holbert. Clara and Kyle met at a 2001 Virginia Renaissance Festival. As Kyle says, we got close very quickly and I consider her my closest, most dear friend and a sister as well. Kyle's background. By this time, Kyle already had an extensive history of mental illness. He spent most of his life in foster homes or in psychiatric care. The 18-year-old had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, ADHD, and a bipolar disorder which affected his perception of reality and subjected him to episodes of unrealistic beliefs about his power and increased aggressive behavior. And I believe she saw that. I think she picked him out. She knew she could manipulate him. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, medication can help manage both disorders, but under the influence of someone like Clara... They're fairly doomed. In the 12 years before he had met Clara, Kyle had been institutionalized seven times. Holy shit, what a yeah, fucking little psycho. Yeah. His family didn't know how to deal with him, so they just gave up. He was last released from psychiatric care less than four months before he became a killer. In addition, due to financial issues... Kyle stopped taking his meds just a few days prior to that night. We it's all never know. a good combo. Yeah, no. Not taking your meds is bad. <laughs> it's been bad for me, and I'm, I'm it's only It's bad on for me. Yeah, I'm on antidepressants, you yeah. know? I can't imagine being on fucking anti-psycho meds and fucking saying, Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. I'm not going to yeah. take them. Yeah, yeah. 
On December 8th, 2001, a dark and stormy Saturday night. It was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Michael and Catherine drove Kyle to the farmhouse in Leesburg, Virginia, where Clara's father lived. Kyle had told them that he was going to, quote, do a job. Robert had been just about to sit down and eat his dinner when Kyle arrived to confront him regarding the abuse allegations. Believing he saw guilt in Robert's eyes and suspecting he was going to try and kill his daughter on an upcoming family trip, Kyle used a 27-inch sword to uh, slash and stab him multiple times, bringing him to his knees. Jesus Christ, man. Go big or go home, right? Right, yeah. And... also, what I saw with, with Kyle is that he, he believed in his fantasy persona so much that he rarely even wore, like, regular street clothes. It was like he was he was living LARP 24-7. Jesus Christ. For those of you that don't know what a LARPer is, it's live-action role-play. They dress up as, a, as all kinds of shit and then beat the shit out of each other with, like, foam swords. It depends on what you're playing, but... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's true. Sometimes in my bedroom when I'm LARPing, (laughs) there's no swords involved except for the meat sword. Yeah. The dying man continued to attempt to defend himself. Kyle recalls how, quote, somewhere in the back of his mind, someone laughed at the fool who would grab an attacker's blade. I told him to back off and let me pass. (laughs) He believes Robert grinned at him, which sent him into a frenzy. Robert's last words, right before Kyle delivered the killing blow, was what did I ever do to you? You weren't weren't LARPing correctly. (laughs) I'm not taking my medication, so you could have done many things. I don't know. Robert was discovered two days later, when he didn't show up for work. Typically, he was very punctual, so to not show was definitely out of the ordinary and disconcerting. Robert had been living alone since his wife's death, and his co-workers called a neighbor to check on him. Robert's corpse was found face down. He had been stabbed at least 30 times with a knife-like instrument. Uh, Some reports indicate it was as many as 40 to 45 times, and obviously authorities wouldn't have known it was a sword yet. Not the sword of doom. Yeah. An X was carved into the skin on the back of his neck, which seemed to indicate that the murder may have been ritualistic. Kyle, of course, doesn't remember carving the X into Robert's neck, and authorities now believe it was an incidental occurrence rather than purposeful. I'm sure he had a purpose at the time, but he may not even have known his own name at the time. Yeah, true. You're true. I can dig that. The neighbors recalled having seen three teenagers, two boys and a girl, arrive at the farmhouse around the time the murder occurred. When Michael and Catherine dropped Kyle off, they had gotten stuck in the mud and were required to call for a tow truck. That's great. That's the getaway That's driver. the getaway. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's good planning, folks. That's good planning. Great job. Good, great job. Yeah. There. Kyle was reluctant to go back inside and ask to use the phone for good reason. Catherine says he told them twice that no one was home. She says, I couldn't be sure that Mr. Schwartz was dead. I I hoped he wasn't, but in the back of my mind, I knew he was. 
Then they discussed their alibi and came up with the idea that they had come to fetch something for Clara, but no one was home when they got there. Of course, in having to call a tow truck, they provided the driver with their names and addresses. Because these are smart people. You're a smart one. Yeah. Tracking them down proved extremely easy for authorities. Well, you think we have a dead body. You know, and then you fucking called the tow truck company. I, did you see anybody coming out of the house? Yeah, these motherfuckers right yeah, here. Yeah, I picked them up right out front. <laughs> yeah, they're right out front, <laughs> stuck in the mud, gave them a little tow tow. <laughs> yeah. On December 11th, 2001, Catherine Inglis made a statement to officers which uh, implicated Clara in her father's murder. She claimed Clara had discussed the murder with her, Michael, and Kyle. Clara had told them her father had hit her and she believed he had tried to poison her. Catherine believed Michael and herself would be able to continue on with their lives as normal after testifying against Kyle and Clara. If she had been a completely unwilling participant, she wouldn't have helped construct the alibi and would have contacted police on her own. You would think, right? You'd think. These are not the smartest people. (laughs) Well, you remember when you were a teenager, though? You probably thought you knew everything, too. We oh, all yeah. Did. Yeah. Teenager, yes. we know everything. Then you get to be an adult, into, especially into your 30s and 40s. You go, I don't know. I don't know anything. I yeah. know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am truly a moron. <laughs> when I was younger, I, I thought, I, you know, like you look at your parents and you're like, they seem like they have it together even though I guess when when my parents were 40 I knew they didn't have it together but it seemed like I would have it together Um, I just looked at my entire family and go who are these assholes where's my real family (laughs) Jesus Christ I know I was switched at birth I know it several knives swords including the murder weapon and documents on human sacrifice were found in Catherine and Michael's home Investigators also seized their computer and another computer from Kyle's home. It wasn't long before authorities pieced together the bizarre and deadly game the four had been playing. Coded messages between Clara and Kyle talked about killing her father. Although Clara was at school in her dorm during the time of the murder, it was clear to investigators she was involved, that she was the mastermind here. Nah, that was just a phase. It was a murdering phase. A murdering phase. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it, Clara. I get it. I totally get it. It's a murdering phase. <laughs> uh, Clara was charged on February 2nd, 2002. She was formally indicted for first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and solicit- solicitation of murder charges on March 31st, 2002. Catherine, Michael, and Kyle had already been indicted. In October of 2002, Clara was the first of the four co-defendants to stand trial. The prosecution presented Clara as a manipulative young woman who used the role-playing game Underworld to convince her friends to kill her father, not related to the Underworld franchise. Damn it. I was hoping to either become a vampire or a werewolf. Damn it. There are games for that. It's just not Underworld. <laughs> uh, I've, I've met a few chicks who were into those kind of uh, reindeer games. I fucking games. love those games. <laughs> yeah, they, they took that shit into the bedroom. It was actually kind of hot. Yeah. Nothing like wearing a furry suit. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> more, more on the vampire side, but... <laughs> uh, I'm a bad vampire. <sighs> and I'm gonna... <laughs> you okay? 
I'm trying to kill Laura. She's over there choking. <laughs> you, you all right, sweetie? I have to do this at least once. <laughs> Every time. Oh, my God. That's the love right there. That's the love. <laughs> <laughs> Clara's lawyer, lawyer argued Kyle had taken the role-playing directives out of context of the game and applied it to reality on his own accord. Her lawyer claimed Clara Jane Schwartz never intended for any person to kill her father. You know, I like that name because that is a name that you can yell when you're really pissed. When you're mad. Yeah. That flows. Clara Jane Schwartz. Yep. You're like, oh, (laughs) fuck. No. Ooh, I'm in trouble now. Now, for those of you who don't have children, think about your kids' names really well. Okay. You need something that rolls off your tongue. Like, my son's name is Jacob Matthew Alexander. Rolls off the tongue. If you give him some fucked up name like like Xavier Chastity Bell Flip Flop Mahoney, <laughs> you're going to stop. Doesn't quite work. No. Yeah, you're going to try to yell that, and then it, the, the intimidation factor is out. Your kid's going to look at you. Oh, man, my dad's a fucking idiot. Not scared. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> what, what, what the hell do you want, old man? You can't even say my freaking my name. name. Yeah. So, get over here. Mm, no. I'm not going to do that. You learn to say my name. I'll come over there. <laughs> Clara also now claimed that her father had sexually abused her. They're I not, think she's, she's just going to pull out anything maybe, she possibly But they're not even can. in Florida. <laughs> now I'm confused. There's a number to call for that. <laughs> That's right. Clara, we got a number for you, sweetheart. But you got to be in Florida. This is the first and only time she had ever made this accusation. She hadn't actually wanted him dead and had only been confiding in her friends about what her father had been doing. Catherine testified she never saw any bruises or any other evidence indicating abuse by the hands of Robert in all the years that she had known Clara. The evidence says otherwise. The night before the murder, Clara wrote Kyle a check for $60 and sent it via overnight mail. The, the check, the money was f- to get gas to, to go to the farmhouse. Way to leave a paper trail. Hang tight. I can get a hit person, a hit teenager for 60 bucks. 60 bucks, yeah. I want this kid's fucking number. My neighbors. <laughs> stay, <laughs> not saying that I would do it. I'm just saying. Just saying. M- maybe Kyle and I should talk. We should have a little chitty chat. Maybe when he gets out. <laughs> yes, Kyle, buddy, call me. I got 60 bucks for you. Like, He's not. Yeah. No, I, I will hand it, but I'll do it in cash. I won't even write you a check. It's, it's like fucking straight out cash, homie. So, yeah, it was to get gas and to buy gloves in order to prevent leaving fingerprints, a cap to prevent any hairs from being found, and linking him to the scene, rags to clean up any trace evidence, and a phone card so any calls to her couldn't be traced to his phone. But she didn't want him to do this. She never asked him to kill her father, remember? Yeah, of course. I, I think that she was framed, man. Yeah. Clara, Clara, call me, baby. Call me. <laughs> In addition, Patrick House, a former boyfriend of Clara's, testified Clara had increasingly spoken about killing her father. On October 8th, Clara and he were playing a role-playing game she had, it's, she had invented Underworld. To be clear, once again, this is not associated in any form with the actual franchise Underworld. In the game, Clara played an overlord, Lord Chaos, and Patrick played the role of an assassin who was assigned to kill a character named 
old guy. <laughs> See, that's fine. That's fine because she calls herself Lord and not princess. Not princess. Yeah. Because that's me. <laughs> I am the princess of all chaos. Bitch finally got her shit straight. Didn't you? <sighs> Patrick. Continue. Yeah. Patrick was a former boyfriend of Clara's. Yes. We stated that. Uh, she, she had researched herbal poisons with the intent of making his death appear natural. Clara had also talked about how much money she would inherit should he die and was concerned that he would write her out of his will. Patrick also described how at one point Clara asked him to kill her father for real, then became increasingly frustrated by his lack of willingness to carry out her wishes. I'm liking this dude, man. Like, I, I totally get being with the psycho, temporary, goth, murder chick. I, I understand that, because that, that can be kind of hot. <laughs> but no one to say when. That's what this kid did. He went, yeah. um, look mm, here, little psycho. I'm going to say no. Said, that's, that's high on my priority list of no. Yeah. So we're going to go with no. Okay, honey. Oh, that's still not good. Okay, well, I'm going <laughs> to step over here. That's fine. Kyle wrote a written confession stating that he had killed Clara's father to protect her from being abused by him but then turned around and refused to testify at her trial on the grounds that it might incriminate him. This is further indication of Kyle's mental stability issues. Uh, And his written confession was allowed into evidence. Uh, Dude. (laughs) Dude, dude. Yeah. You cannot incriminate yourself anymore. No matter what, if you said that you stamped him and peed in his mouth... It wouldn't incriminate you any more than you already, than you already are. are. Yes. There's literally nothing you can do to incriminate yourself more. That's what Don and I were talking about. It's like, it's kind of too late. <laughs> it's too late. You could literally seriously stand there with a neon sign that says, I killed her dad with a sword. And it wouldn't make a goddamn damn difference as far as incriminating you more. Right. Yeah. (coughs) On October 15th, 2002, the jury deliberated for a total of four hours before convicting Clara Schwartz of first-degree murder. She was sentenced to 48 years in prison on February 10th, 2003, and is currently residing at Fluvana Correctional Center for Women near Troy, Virginia. That sounds like a woman's medication. It really does. I'm looking at that, and I probably saw something similar to it in like a movie or something. It just sounds like if you're having menstrual cramps or something, take Fluvana. Ask your doctor about Fluvana today if you are experiencing. That's what I was going to say. AstraZeneca may be able to help <laughs> if you can't afford your magic and your medications. AstraZeneca may be able to help, <laughs> but probably not. Coupons <laughs> for Fluvana. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I got to knock that shit off. God damn it. <laughs> Circuit Court Judge Thomas D. Horn said at her sentencing, Clara may not have been there when the murder occurred, but she did, quote, set in motion a series of events that led to the terrible death. We are responsible for our actions. We don't shift blame to others. She has a tentative release date of November 2nd, 2043. Uh, Clara has made many unsuccessful attempts to appeal her conviction, which was most recently affirmed by the United States Court of Appeals, for the Fourth Circuit on March 9th, 2010. I'm looking at that release date. I'm going to be there to pick her up. She sounds hot. 
I love you, but you might be dead by 2043. <laughs> Kid me, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> See, here's what's going to shock you motherfuckers. You guys are going to be all elderly and shit. Oh, we can't move. Life sucks. Scott's over here drinking and smoking and still like, We're you know, both going to be elderly. You're he, not that much older. He's, he's boning nurses. We don't understand. We don't even, we don't even smoke. What the hell's going on? It's just the fucking, it's all the chemicals. Mm-hmm. It's all the chemicals, guys. I'm like Keith Richards. I am embalmed already. <sighs> <laughs> Love ya. Yeah. For their Love roles. Love you too, John. <laughs> for their... <laughs> for their roles in the murder, <laughs> Kyle Holbert agreed to a plea bargain shortly before his trial was set to begin. And was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, and is serving his sentence at River North Correctional Center. Isn't that a name of a clothing maker? River North. It sounds like a clothing maker, like like for real. It sounds like I, it might not be, but it sounds like I'm thinking North Face. That's what. I'm there thinking. you go. Yeah. But something like River North sounds like they should be making outdoor apparel. Maybe they do. That's <laughs> free labor. There you go, man. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Before sentencing, psychiatrist Howard Glick testified that Kyle had created imaginary friends who were vampires and dragons in order to feel like he had a family. Kyle connected strongly with Clara, who was also an outsider and had claimed to have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, even though she wasn't. This gave him an even greater sense of family. He viewed her as a sister, and it was his job to protect her. When she said she needed help, she got the chance to act. He got the chance to act as the noble hero, and that was that. At his sentencing hearing, Kyle stated, I did kill Dr. Schwartz. Nothing will change that. There is nothing I wouldn't give to take that act back. I allowed myself to be poisoned by Clara. Not a day goes by that I don't think about what I did. There is not a day that goes by that I don't regret going into the house. There is not a day that goes by that I don't regret meeting Clara Schwartz. That is a country song. <laughs> yeah. That is. <laughs> that is a fucking country song waiting to happen. I am, I'm actually going to use that, that, that quote and I'm going to write a fucking country song. There you go. I'm going to go and pimp that out to my clients. <laughs> Got an idea, guys. <laughs> You're going to love it. You guys are gonna love this one. It's a country song. Can like, you switch to country and not rock and blues? Oh yeah, <laughs> just I, this one time. Just one time because I have this brilliant idea. <laughs> Claire's defense lawyers did attempt to appeal on the grounds that she was not granted a speedy trial. Her trial had been postponed as one of the key witnesses, <coughs> Investigator Locke, had required back surgery and took longer to recover than expected. Doesn't matter how long it took, you still. Are guilty. <laughs> Their argument was back surgery does not meet the sickness definition presented in the clause allowing for such a delay. The court found they had no merit. Yeah, think. Yeah. Michael Full pled guilty and was sentenced to 18 to 20 years for second degree murder. He admitted to having a vague idea as to what was going to occur that night. He had reservations in being an accomplice, but didn't let that stop him. Michael appeared more remorseful about his self-perceived betrayal of Kyle than his part in Robert's murder. 
Catherine Ing- Inglis uh, served a one-year sentence for conspiracy to commit murder as she was deemed the least involved and had agreed to testify against the others. Final thoughts. Although the death of her mother may have influenced Clara's withdrawal from her family and increased the appeal of aspects of the goth lifestyle, because, you know, we're all depressed. But of course. All the time. <laughs> yeah, you seem depressed. Like right now. It is clear Clara is in truth a narcissist who recognized Kyle's mental vulnerability and mental instability to manipulate him into killing her father. All indications from family members are that Robert never did anything to merit his death. It is unlikely Kyle would have become a murderer if he had not met Clara. Maybe. Who's to say? Uh, well, this one here, I'm kind of 50-50 on with that. And I'll tell you why, because I think if he would have stayed on his meds and not met Psycho mm-hmm. Sally mm-hmm. here, he just would have been another crazy fucking get. And that, you know, that's fine. Had he not been, I mean, but if he had stayed on his meds and not met her, but then he could, I mean, people look for people like him, unfortunately, to exploit. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's no different than the abuser and... Uh, the the abusive person and their victim, yeah. you know they they seek out the the weakest link. Yep. And I, I hate using that term because I'm not saying that people who are abused are weak, but they definitely people that they can victimize. Yeah. And that's exactly what Clara did. She found somebody that she could totally victimize yes. for her, for her own you know nefarious purposes. As his lawyer William Fitzpatrick stated, he was given an opportunity to live out his fantasy, and he couldn't stop himself. She was the puppet master. Master! Master of puppets. I know. <laughs> I thought it too. Yeah, Metallica popped in my head real fast. Goddamn, oh, the 80s were good. Stranger Things. My <laughs> Eddie's gone. Anyway. <laughs> I saw that porn. Oh. oh, you're talking about... Never mind. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Kyle Holbert was the puppet. The question is, if she had gotten away with it, do you think Clara would have manipulated anyone else into murdering someone, or was this the was this a perfect storm? I think she would have because it goes back. To, this has been a theme this week: people doing things to empower themselves. Yeah, and yeah. that is I mean, when you can convince somebody to murder somebody for you. That's ultimate power. It really is. Yeah. And that's exactly what she's doing. She's giving herself ultimate power over somebody else's life and having other people carry it out for her. So she gets all the satisfaction from the control. Right. Without any of the blood physically being on On her her hands. hands. Yeah. And she would have gotten money. She would have gotten a fair amount of money out of this had she gotten away with it. So then is she going to like start knocking off her husband's with life insurance policies yeah, she's because she her, wants the money. She's like, going to buy knows? herself a big dark castle and dress in black all the time. Probably she won't bats. because she's a phase. <laughs> she's a phase goth. Well, she's going to have bats for a little while. I mean, come on. <laughs> she's going to take on whatever persona suits her to get what she wants. Remember, today's phase goth is tomorrow's mullet woman. <laughs> a femolet. <laughs> That's what I call them. A femolet. Yeah. yeah. That's hot. Nothing says sexy than a woman with a nice mullet. <laughs> Maybe she drives an El Camino. <laughs> yeah. She has some fuzzy dice on the yeah. mirrors. 
once again, I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with El Caminos because I rode around uh, in someone's El Camino quite a bit. Someone who's here. So <laughs> I, I like El Caminos because to me, they are no offense. They're the ultimate white trash truck. And I love that. That's just me, though. I want one so I can. I, John says, fuck you. <laughs> love you, John. I want one just for the simple fact if I want to deck it out and I want to drive through every trailer park in America just to see the white trash chicks come out and go, woo, look at his El Camino. He must be making more than like $15 an hour. <laughs> That's just no. He's living in a double wide. I know it. <laughs> Is that what that is? I don't know. I've, I've never paid anybody minimum Basically, wage. Basically, yeah. And I don't think I've made any kind of... No, that's true. You motherfuckers volunteer, which is awesome. Yeah. But even, <laughs> even prior to this, I, I, I've always paid well above minimum wage because I don't believe that minimum wage should be what people get paid because nobody can live on that shit. No. Had it kept up with inflation, minimum wage would be almost $30 an hour now. Yeah, so. that, would, that would make the most sense because... Because it's supposed to be the minimum wage that you can survive on, which is not yeah. what minimum wage is now. So, don't I know? I think it's like even the housing market. And then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but the house directly across from my driveway—it's a one-bedroom, one bath. Yeah, it's a small house. It's like eight or eight hundred square feet or nine hundred square feet. It sold for three hundred ninety-five thousand bucks. Absolutely ridiculous. Fucking stupid. Yeah. That's the dumbest goddamn thing. And it's, fuck. I saw that and I'm waiting because I'm waiting for this housing market just to collapse. Yeah. Well, do. Please wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way there, I can get the big house and then I can have bats. Yeah. <laughs> God. What, my wobbly dog? Oh. No. <laughs> the wobbly kid? N- n- no. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. It took me a second. I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is why we can't do this for... We can't, we can't go this long. Jesus fucking Christ. Remember, <laughs> remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at Brutal Nation, and we'll pop right up. Get the full story with only maybe half of my bullshit. I don't know what the hell she puts in there when she's doing blogs. It's fucking, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't honestly read any single one of them um, outside of doing this show. This show's copyrighted 2022 <laughs> by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you sexy fuckers later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.